The first chapter of the Anthony Richardson-CJ Stroud rivalry begins this Sunday as the Texans host the Colts in a battle of top rookie quarterbacks. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And making us your first listen of the day on this crossover Thursday, featuring your daily podcast covering your Indianapolis Colts and the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This crossover Thursday episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, which is the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and UK use code in all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. All right, everybody, welcome to the show today. I am Jake Arthur. You know me from horseshoehuddle.com. I'm the deputy editor over there bringing you the latest scoop every day. Uh, Today, we're going to go over kind of the main talking points and break down this matchup between the Colts and Texans on paper from the outside. Nationally, maybe not an exciting one, but in the division, I'm pretty ready for it. Uh, We'll go over, you know, Anthony Richardson and CJ Stroud. Uh, What are the biggest individual matchups and the most important players? And then ultimately, uh, we're going to make some picks on this one. So everybody, also, I'm joined by John Hickman. Uh, Everybody, John. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit about what you're thinking Texans-wise? Walk us through this a little bit. Yeah, right now I think for the Houston Texans, and by the way, thank you for having me. Shout out to all of the Coach listeners that check out the Locked On Coats uh, every day. Shout out to our Locked On Texans listeners that mm-hmm. listen to us every day. If you're new to the podcast for both sides, thank you. Make sure you subscribe to both Locked On Texans and Locked On Coats. My thought process right now is, Houston had a very good opportunity to get a glimpse of what Anthony Richardson can be uh, taking on Lamar Jackson, right? And and, and that's a, a dual-threat quarterback. Just got his money in the offseason, so he's inspired. Uh, didn't have his full arsenal of weapons out on the field, but we know that Lamar Jackson ha- can break you break you off and, and, and kill you with your kill, – kill your team with, your, with, with his legs, excuse me, or – uh, he has a cannon for an arm as well. He's been known to hit some of those deep shots. And so athletically, Houston had a great opportunity this previous Sunday to figure out what can they do to stop those type of quarterbacks. And going into week two, you got Anthony Richardson, the rookie, the number four overall pick, who, by the way, we're looking at prospects. Uh, I took the under on, pro- on prospects for Anthony Richardson passing yards last week. And if he would have, you know, did that, I would have won a thousand dollars. So Anthony Richardson, Ooh, man, it was yeah. like what one ninety three point five was it? I think it was something. It was, if- it was, and I'm thinking to myself, the Jags should be able to at least hold him to one eighty. Mm-hmm. But he's he's a guy that athletically he's just different, right? Mm-hmm. And he has a cannon of an arm, and what you don't want to let happen for the Houston Texans. It's let him get comfortable throwing to the right side of the field. Allow him, don't let him get comfortable uh, early in the game using his legs. You got to collapse that pocket. You got to make sure that you're disciplined. So, Will Anderson, John Grenard, whoever's coming off the edge, be disciplined in that area. Your interior defensive line, or if you're blitzing, maybe Christian Harris up the middle, Denzel Perriman, be disciplined. Because when you go up against a quarterback, an athlete, a playmaker like Anthony Richardson, one small mistake can really turn. A, a negative gain, a one yard gain, a two yard gain to maybe eight, to maybe twelve, to maybe fifteen. And we've seen in college, maybe to the house. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm looking at right now: containing 
that rookie quarterback, making his day difficult with different coverages and, and disguises, but you don't want to let him get an open field because regardless of what Trevor Lawrence, uh, that advice that he gave him this past Sunday, mm-hmm. Anthony Richardson was drafted because of his athletic ability, and you definitely want to take that aspect away from his game. Yeah, that's a guy who's just, you know, maybe he can learn to run out of bounds a little more or just like hit the turf before he's going to get hit, but sliding and, and protecting himself, that's just probably not going to be something really in his DNA. It's just something, you know, from the Colts perspective, they're going to have to kind of get used to. Uh, but I'm glad you you brought up the Lamar Jackson thing. I re I watched the Texans game today and I was like, you know what, this I'm actually really glad they went up against Lamar Jackson someone who's got some some comparable skill sets to Anthony Richardson. I'm looking forward to, to this rookie quarterback matchup quite a bit. Um, at first, it looked like C.J. Stroud was going to be doing a lot of dinking and dunking and short stuff like Richardson did throughout the game. Uh, but then I was impressed that they really opened things up with Stroud. And he started kind of peppering things around the field. And Baltimore was getting home. They, they were disrupting the backfield, but he he wasn't avoiding all the sacks. He was still getting pressured plenty, but I thought he was poised. He never really seemed rattled to me. Uh, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. Um, I'm interested to see if they're going to open up Anthony a little more because it, it felt like they were bringing him along slowly and almost protecting him a little bit from a passing perspective. Whereas I thought Stroud probably had a little longer leash uh, as to what coaching staff was going to be letting him do in the passing game. So I'm I'm really looking forward to this one, man. Like, is, is that theme accurate in, in what they were allowing C.J. Stroud to do from a coaching perspective? Well, I think what really hindered uh, C.J. Stroud and, 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 you know, well, what really allowed the, the offensive coordinator, Bobby Sloick, to kind of put C.J. in more passing downs was Houston couldn't block a body on the ground. Uh, there were times where you're running back for Houston that didn't hit the hole as you wanted them to hit the hole or maybe the wrong read, but it was a, it was very difficult for the running backs to get ahead of his team. It was difficult for C.J. Stroud to get ahead of his team. As you guys know, I think the biggest story storylines for Houston right now is centered around injuries, right? And so, like Jalen Petrie's now on IR. Today, Noah Brown went on IR. Um, Titus Howard is already on IR. Juice Scruggs, the rookie center, who was playing very good for Houston. He's on IR. So the protection for Houston and C.J. Stroud isn't there. And you know what that led to? It led to the Baltimore Ravens, who has a good defensive front, by the way, Patrick Queen and, and Roquan Smith. I love that tandem. That led to them being able to get into the face of C.J. Stroud more often, uh, get into the backfield more often than not, and getting some of those tackles for loss. And for Houston, you got third and 13, third and 21, third and 16, third and 16, third and 18. Those were the third downs Houston had to go up against on the non-scoring drives. Only scored three times on three field goals. But Houston had a very, very difficult day establishing themselves offensively. And I think a lot of that did – sorry, a lot of that was due to the inability to run the ball. Uh, This is an offense, guys, and – with J, JT, J Taylor, that uncertainty, I know you guys wish he was out on that field, but this is yeah. an offense that is predicated around being able to run the ball and run it effectively. Houston wasn't able to do that. They were still, you know, looking to be competitive. And so that allowed Bobby Sloyd to say, hey, you know what? The best way to probably win this game right now 
is putting the ball in C.J. Stroud's hand. He has some good moments, has some moments I know he wants back, but overall the offensive line for Houston made it very difficult for that offense to open up entirely and to sustain drives. Yeah, the, the Colts had really comparable issues in the run game as well. Uh, they, they aren't really dealing with injuries on the offensive line, but the run scheme is just a lot different than under the previous coaching regime. So you've got running backs and the offensive linemen trying to figure each other out essentially right now. When you take away Anthony Richardson's 10 carries for 40 yards, because of course he was the leading rusher, uh, the other running backs put together 16 carries for 25 yards, just like one and a half yards per carry, like mm-hmm. real rough. Um, so I'm looking for a little, you know, I- anything is about an improvement there. And they might get Zach Moss back, which helps. That would help. How was Anthony mm-hmm. Richardson on the RPOs? Uh, he actually, that's arguably the area he struggled with the most, I guess, making the proper decisions on those. Um, my co-host Zach Hicks actually kind of, went into that a little more in depth uh yesterday good good segue for every dayers uh but no he he went in depth pretty good on that yesterday the the design predetermined stuff he did pretty well he's really efficient but as far as rpos goes kind of kind of a something he's gonna be adjusting to there but yeah um that is a big part of the offensive efficiency uh because he was also he was also stuck passing real short as well uh, his 5.3 yard average depth of target was 27th uh, in among all quarterbacks last mm. week. So that is something I'm looking forward to uh, here shortly. John and I are going to kind of talk about some of the biggest matchups, the X factors that might be the biggest difference in this game and kind of the, the biggest areas that are going to determine a win or loss. But first, let's talk to you about our friends over at Jace Medical. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace Case. The Jace Case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication, delivery, and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught un- underprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional additional $20 off by using code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com, promo code LOCKEDON. And thanks again, everydayers. Uh, you know us, we've, you know, we've kind of wrapped up a nice week here. Tomorrow on Locked On Colts, we'll give you our final thoughts heading into the game. What about you guys, John? Same predictions um, in, in, in what ways, more ways, since the news of Noah Brown going out on IR and all of the changes with Houston. The injuries right now, man, it's, 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 it's taking a promise in offseason, and it's really kind of just slowly taking the life out of it. Now, I do think Houston can still compete. Uh, I, I still like the areas of – I like the depth on the defense. I think the defense will be fine, even though Jalen Petrie is out and we're waiting to see if Jimmy Ward is going to play. Uh, but offensively, it's just tough right now. So we'll go into how can Houston, you know, win with the updates and give our final predictions. Yeah, yeah, that's that's tough. You hate to see a matchup like that just so hamstrung, no pun intended, by, by injuries because – I always felt like the Colts have it rough, but the Texans are in a really tough spot right now. It's tough. Uh, yeah. So let's look at it, though. So 
if there's a big matchup and you might even be dealing with new players thrown in there on this one, what's a big matchup that you're looking at hat on hat Texans versus Colts that has really got you intrigued? You know, one of the underrated parts uh, of the Colts roster, I think, is their wide receiver group. I like it. <laughs> I like Pippen. I like Alex. I was I loved Alex Pierce coming out, and I thought, what well, he when he ended up last year was seven hundred yards, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Six seven hundred. Yeah, he's primarily yeah, was some primarily opportunities. He could he probably wants back from last year. He had some couple of drop passes, but <clears throat> I like y'all number one and two. Um, and so I think for Houston, mainly for Derek Stingley, he had a very good game against the Baltimore Ravens. However, the Ravens were never able to establish themselves uh, vertically passing the ball. And you look at – he went up against an Odell Beckham. That was his first time playing football in a very long time. And now you got Michael Pittman. He's coming off uh, nearly a 100-yard game. If uh, I think he had like 90-some yards. Mm-hmm. Got a very good number two. So the matchup I'm looking at is Derek Stingley versus y'all number one receiver and Steven Nelson on the opposite side who had an interception on Sunday versus maybe Alec Pierce. So I'm looking at that simply because I love Houston's front four uh, between Will Anderson and John Gennard, who had a very good game. If you eliminate those receivers, and from what I've seen, Anthony Richardson at times does like to take a, a deep shot down the field. But if you take those receivers out the game, Indy doesn't have JT back there to run the ball. That's going to allow your front four to create that pressure. And then you're looking at some of those sacks. Well, he didn't have nowhere to go with the ball. And those cover sacks, which will help play into, you know, making the offense day uh, for the coach difficult. You know, 38, 39, 30 long then you'll be able to get off the field. So that's the matchup I'm looking forward to. What about you, Jake? I'm really glad you brought that up because I'm going to transition into some of the guys or some of the Colts' interior pass catchers. Uh, So Josh Downs, their rookie slot receiver, uh, three catches for 30 yards last week. A a modest day, but actually looked pretty good doing it. Uh, There was actually one play in particular that he and Richardson connected on. Uh, It was an option route by Downs, and he sold the outside run or the outside route to the defender really well and cut inside. And they just, you know, Richardson roped it in there and Downs did the rest for like a 20-yard gain to get them into the red zone. Uh, so I really like that. Those those two have a connection. Another guy that Richardson seems to have a strong connection with is Kylan Granson, uh, four catches for 39 yards last week. Uh, those guys, when you peel back Pittman, and Pierce wasn't even all that involved last week, it's partly in due to the coverages uh, that Jacksonville was was putting out there. But Granson and Downs are going to get a lot of attention uh, from Richardson this week. And I was looking at, you know, who is he going to be up against for Houston? And Tavir Thomas looked like he had a pretty good game last week because uh, I was I was watching the game. I saw Zay Flowers doing some nice things, and it didn't appear to be against Thomas. Thomas actually graded out really well, according to Pro Football Focus. Uh, so I'm intrigued by that. When Thomas is matched up against Downs and Granson in the slot, how's that going to look? Because those are kind of the hidden yardage things that the Colts are, are going to be able to pick up. Um, I think this offense likes to attack things over the middle. Uh, so that's that's one I think could be pivotal. The Colts really struggled on third and fourth downs in the red zone last week. Like 
was two a twelve, two a ten, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so it was. I, I had it here, but yeah, third third down and uh, third three of seventeen combined on third and fourth downs, and they were one and three in the red zone. So on we're those money the NFL downs, kind of transition to just saying, "I'm sorry to cut you off." No, we're going good. for it on fourth downs. I, yeah. I, <laughs> I kind of like it. Uh, we did it last week, one of four. But you know, I think for rookie quarterbacks, kind of keep it a little simple early on for it. However, mm-hmm. I, I like it. Yeah, I do. I do too. That's why I combine third and fourth down now because if you're on, if you're at the your own forty or beyond, you're probably going for it anymore. Yeah. So yeah, the Colts just didn't really convert on those money downs, and I think Downs and Granson will be a big part of it. So um, now, if you're looking at this Texans roster again, you talked about it's really banged up. Who is the most important player to the Texans against the Colts this week? Man, Putting I'm, you I'm on the spot. Gonna, <laughs> yeah, I'm still going to go Larry Tunsil. Okay. Um, you got to protect your quarterback. You got to protect your franchise, right? Mm-hmm. And one thing that C.J. Stroud has shown to be able to do is break out of the pocket and use his legs to either extend the play or pick up some extra yards. Or and He does a very good job of keeping his eyes downfield, but the offensive line right now is already banged up. And Laramie Tunsil didn't play – I mean, he didn't practice uh, on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at a situation where your best player has to be the best player on the field that day, and for Houston, your best player is absolutely Laramie Tunsil. So uh, him being good allows – the rest of the offensive line to not be as bad. And I think he's going to be the number one guy. With Noah Brown going out, I am looking at the receiver position. Tank Dale should be getting some more snaps. Uh, but Robert Woods is a guy that sneaky good, can you know sneak in and out and pick up some of those yards, those third downs. So I look at Robert Woods as a player that I want to see have a good game as well. I think he's going to be important for Houston. Yeah, I came away from watching that Texans game saying it looks like Woods is Stroud's safety net. Like, he's still effective at this age and despite the injuries he's had. Uh, But from a Colts perspective, I think Richardson is, like, the obvious answer. He's the biggest X factor and is the run game right now. Uh, But outside of him, I'm going to say DeForest Buckner. Uh, Buckner had a killer game, all-pro game last week. And, I mean, he is a multiple-time all-pro, so that makes sense. Uh, But against a banged-up... Texans offensive line like this against a rookie quarterback, a, a guy in Stroud who keeps those eyes downfield, which can leave himself open to pressure from the outside. I think Buckner is going to be huge if he's able to consistently provide push up the middle and just keep Stroud moving uh, out of the pocket. I, I think that'll be huge. Yeah. Um, rookie defensive coach versus rookie offensive coach head coach you know first yeah. time I you know that's, I like that's that. a little storyline that um you gotta look at right and, and I think D'Amico has done a very good job of installing his defense they were playing lights out last year like for mm-hmm. everybody here in Houston that criticized Lovely Smith you saw a day and night the difference of that defense on Sunday and Shane Steichen I think um I liked what I saw from Anthony Richardson man. I did and, and and I think that you got a guy that helped turn Jalen Hurts around or give Jalen Hurts life in the NFL. Those two and then and they're in the same division. Mm-hmm. So 
This is game one for not only C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson, but of course D'Amico Ryan's and Shane Steichen, who I think will be here for a very long time. So I'm looking at that matchup as well. The battle of the new head coaches, former coordinators on their respective sides of the ball, how they're going to beat out the other coach. Yeah, that's this is a matchup of the two favorite head coaching options for the Colts coming into it because it was pretty much D'Amico Ryan's was 1A, Shane Steichen 1B, or they could be interchangeable. So it should be a pretty exciting matchup. Uh, so here in a moment, John and I are going to give our final predictions on what we think this game is going to turn into. But first, we've got to talk about some fantasy. Testing my skills on prize picks this football season is the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. If you have the skills, you can turn 10 bucks into 250 with just a few taps. Prize picks is really simple to play. I can make my picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. Quick quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what makes Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. You heard John mention it earlier. The projection for uh, Anthony Richardson got him tripped up, cost him some money. So don't make that same mistake. Uh, go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit matchup to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, John. So I'm going to put you in the hot seat now. Let's go. I'm hot. So Burning first, 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 tell us what must go right for the Texans to win, and what is ultimately your prediction for the game. Man, two things: contain Anthony Richardson. You contain him. You contain the offense. Yeah. And again, sure. from the edges, play discipline. Right. Don't try to rush upfield or force the sack because he'll step up and take off. And then there's nobody within five or six yards to pick him up. Once that big guy get ahead of steam, that's a business decision that's going to get made. Yeah. Uh, on on the opposite side of the ball, you got to get your offensive, uh, your, your, your weapon, some time to get the ball. Offensive line guys played terrible in game one. Move bodies out the way for Damian Pierce, who should have more than eleven carries. Give your quarterback some time to take some of those maybe deeper shots or in between the middle of the field shots, which he did a very good job on Sunday. No, give them time to be explosive because if not, you're going to suck the life out of that offense. My final prediction score-wise, I think Houston wins 24-17. I love that pick. Okay, so for the Colts, offensively, they've got to – they had everything in front of them last week. They just actually got to convert and clean up the mistakes. They had two lost fumbles, and Anthony had an interception, which it wasn't even a terrible read. He just threw the ball too flat and needed to loft it a little more, which oddly, when he misses, he normally misses high. Uh, so clean up stuff like that. I mentioned on third and fourth downs combined, they were 3-17, of 1-3 in the red zone. That's so many missing points just left out there, like, they could have very well wound up beating Jacksonville last week, if not for all of the, the, the lack of execution, essentially. Uh, so on offense, take care of that. On defense, I, I mean, the Colts have a really talented defensive front, and they're staring at a banged-up offensive line. Take care of business there. Kind of the same thing you said, you know, what the offense needs to do. The Colts have to take advantage of that. You know, Samson Abukum, you got a nice new contract. Pay, it's Prove it time to say that you are the alpha pass rusher on that team. DeForest Buckner, you're an all-pro. And Grover Stewart, you were one of the highest-paid nose tackles in the league when you got your new contract. So those guys have got to smell blood in the water and take advantage of it. 
And I actually had the Colts on the flip side of your score prediction. I had the Colts winning 24-17. Ah, I'm not yeah. mad at it. I think also for Houston, create turnovers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got to create turnovers. And um, better third down situations. I also want to see Tank Dale get active. He is Talented this dude. team's X Factor. There's nobody that can move like him. There's nobody that can, you know, dominate at their receiver position once he's in space. There's nobody that can do some of the things on this team like Tank Dale. So I, I want to see him get active uh, and get nasty out there. I want to see a couple of highlights, but I do want to see him on the field uh, more than 30 snaps that he received uh, in, the, in the Ravens game. Yeah, for, for the Colts, I'll, I'll throw one last thing in there. The, the young secondary – I mean, they had a tough task against Trevor Lawrence last week, who, for my money, is probably one of the upper-tier quarterbacks. If he's not in Tier 1, he's in Tier 2. Like, the guy is good. Uh, He threw some absolute gems last week. So, this really young Colts secondary gets a rookie quarterback this week. So, they're not going to be so overmatched. Uh, So, I I think it'll be a good test for them to see where they're really at. Uh, they didn't even truly fail last week. It, it, they they held up pretty well, uh, but they don't have to face Trevor Lawrence this week, so that's pretty good. So um, with that, on Locked on Colts tomorrow. Again, Zach and I will be giving our final predictions, score stuff. Uh, we'll catch you guys up on all the injuries because there are some interesting names that have, that have come up there, and there's some guys we're waiting to see if they're going to be able to come back. Uh, so, John, what do you guys have on tap for uh, for the Locked on Texans listeners Friday? Yeah, we got predictions. We're going to hop into the YouTube comments a little bit and 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 look at the roster with the new players on IR. If somebody's called up, or how can those, how can these players that's going to receive more time affect this Sunday's outcome? Mainly, again, Tank Dale. Of course, that'll be an exciting one. Tank Dale and Josh Downs. That, that'll be intriguing. I hope both of those young guys get some run. Yeah. Uh, so again. If you don't already follow at Locked On Colts and at Locked On Texans on Twitter, and also subscribe on YouTube and wherever you listen to podcasts, always free. And we would also love your guys' ratings and reviews because that helps both of our shows move up the charts. And with that, we will see you guys Friday and then again after the games.